0: Hey, happy Sunday, my friends, and welcome to another edition of Jay High. Uh, We are in the middle of a really, really cool series. It's kind of an apologetic series. Um, Last week, Jeff talked to y'all about what is the Bible and where does it come from, right? I mean, this thing that we always talk about, that we always read from, it's important to know the answers to these questions, right? And, And so this week, I'm really excited about what I get to talk about, because it's how do I trust the bible how do i know what the bible is saying is real now if i think back when i was in middle school how i thought of the bible i read it sure and and i saw people read it and and i knew you should follow it and and all of that stuff but it was just this really big unknown thing to me and because it was this really big unknown thing to me i never really tried to apprehend it with my mind, right? To understand what it was saying and why it was saying what it was saying. And so it was just kind of like this far off thing. And yes, I believed in God and I would have called myself a Christian, but I didn't have an actual understanding of what the Bible was, because here's the truth, my friends. The Bible, and when you read it, because it's God's revealed will to man, when you read it, it is the exact same thing as if God were sitting right next to you on the couch that you're reading it on, speaking to you, right? It is literally God's Word. But again, that can sound really, really, really big. So let's take a look at what the Bible says about the Bible, for instance. And for that, we're actually going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and verses 3 through 8, Paul says this. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Here's why Paul says that, right? So Paul's basically saying, hey, Jesus died and he died according to the scriptures. He's referencing the prophecies of the Messiah, right? The the Old Testament, that's what we call the book that they used at that point, literally prophesies. Jesus coming. And so that's why Paul's saying that, right? The scriptures said it, that he was buried and then he was raised on the third day. And again, Paul says it according to the scriptures. Again, it's prophesied and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the 12. And after that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time. Here's what Paul's saying. He said, so the scripture." prophesied that Jesus was going to die and then raise again. Then he does it. And after he rose again, he appeared to this person and then to the 12 disciples. And then he appeared to 500 more people. Um, Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. And last of all, he appeared to me also right? Because Jesus meets Paul on the road to Damascus, and that's where he commissions Paul, and then Paul ends up writing the majority of the New Testament, right? Pretty important meeting there. But here's the point. Paul's talking about eyewitnesses, because here's the truth, my friends. If Jesus doesn't rise from the grave, if he doesn't rise from it, if he dies and literally just stays in the grave, none of us are Christians, That is the most important event in all of human history. Yes, Christ dying was huge and and paying the penalty for our sins was absolutely enormous, but all that's for naught if he doesn't rise from the grave because that makes him God, right? Buddha, you can go visit his grave. Muhammad, you can visit his grave. You can't go visit Jesus' grave because he ain't there no more, right? And here's the thing. Jesus' resurrection was recorded in seven different nations' written histories. Seven different nations. They're not going to write it in their history if the resurrection didn't happen because they'd all look crazy. But what is so important about eyewitnesses? Because they're telling you and they're referencing that all of these witnesses saw him. Let me give you an example. Let's say... You, it's time for lunch, and for whatever reason, you can't make it down to the cafeteria in your school. Maybe you're at your locker, whatever that is, you're just held up. All of a sudden, your best friend comes running up to you. Dude, you are not going to believe this. This guy just hit this other guy with his lunch tray literally, food on it and everything and just clocked him right upside the head. Oh my gosh, can you believe it? Right? So, you're like, no, I, oh my gosh, that's insane. I can't believe that happened. And then you you're, leave that friend and you walk a little further towards the cafeteria because you kind of want to see what's going on. And another friend of yours comes up and tells you the same thing. And then even still further on your way down to the cafeteria, another friend comes up and tells you the same story. This guy hit this other dude with his lunch tray. You should have seen it. Chaos and pandemonium everywhere, right? How many people telling you that it's happened does it take for you to believe it? Are you going to believe your best friend as soon as he tells you that it must have happened? Or are you going to wait till the second? Or is it going to be the third person at which you'll finally believe it? Here's the point. If I'm being honest, if my best friend came up and told me that, I would immediately believe them. I I wouldn't even need the second and the third. In fact, what I would say to the second and the third people would be like, oh yeah, no, I heard, I can't believe that, right? Like I would have already accepted it as truth. But why when so many eyewitnesses and recorded history and all of that stuff tell us this happened, why is this thing so hard for us to believe, right? But it actually really did happen. Now, even going further and speaking to the Bible, let me read this to you. This is this is such a cool thing. Um, scholars have found thousands of manuscripts that date back many hundreds or even thousands of years, and those copies that we have are consistent with our Bibles today. In other words, all of the scriptures and, and relics, if you will, that they found literally match up and say the exact same thing that our Bibles do today. Okay, so it, that's so important. But get this, the different books of the Bible were written over a span of 1,500 years and by more than 40 different authors in different places, yet everything in the Bible fits perfectly into place. My friends, the math on that is astronomical. It's basically just not possible that over 1,500 years and 40-something different authors writing in different places All write something that comes together like that. It's almost like God was controlling it. Oh yeah, that's right. He is. Um, So that's really what I want you to walk away with is, look, this thing that we're following, there is historical and factual evidence surrounding it. It really genuinely happened. It is recorded history. And so how many people is it going to take for you to believe it? Now, explaining things like this and talking about the 1,500-year span and in talking about the eyewitnesses and, for instance, in talking about Jesus' brother, right? Jesus' brother didn't believe at first that Jesus was the Son of God. I mean, I'm sure that at first he was like, you're whose son? Uh, You and I come from the same father. You're not God's son, right? But even Jesus' brother at the end believed that Jesus was the son of God, understood that to be true of anybody who's going to say, yeah, no, this is not real. It's going to be his brother. He's his brother. Right. But all of those things, here's what I want you to hear, my friends. Those aren't the reasons to believe because we learn in Mark 924. And this is the father of the epileptic boy. Um, And whether it's epilepsy or whether it was demons, it it really doesn't matter because Jesus comes and he heals, right? And, And then the father says this, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. In other words, This is what I'm saying to you, my friends, Jesus can use all of these things that I am sitting here talking about and so many more, which is called apologetics, proving through historical context that Jesus was exactly who he said he was. That's what really what apologetics is. He can certainly utilize those things to help you believe. But honestly, the only place that belief comes from is Jesus. So that's your prayer right? If you don't believe, Father God, I don't believe, help my unbelief. Cannot wait for you guys to talk about this in groups this week. The discussion should be really awesome. Cannot wait to see y'all again next week for part three of this series. Uh, Davon will be talking. Go ahead and get excited about it it, because it's going to be awesome. We love y'all and we'll see you soon.